February 14, 2018. How's it going, everybody? Happy belated Mardi Gras and happy Valentine's Day. By the time you hear this, it's a Valentine's Day or after. I know it's past the Mardi Gras at this point. My name is BK. It's the show episode number 76, 77. Wow, I, I probably shouldn't utter the <laughs> episode number anymore. Uh, coming to you from Markham, Ontario, aka Toronto. Uh, I, it's, uh, I'm recording this on the 13th of February. The Mardi Gras day and then uh, I'm exhausted as hell I've been working probably 12 13 hours each day the last two days I've been visiting here um, so my voice is a little down I just came back from gym so I'm I'm hella exhausted but um, you know uh, that that's a point of a business trip it's not too happy it's not a trip it's a business trip business first trip the second but anyways um, just to <laughs> just to update follow up on the uh, last week's uh, adulting stock episode uh, I accidentally sold about 40% of my holdings <laughs> uh, after I uh, recorded the episode uh, when the uh, market was uh, having its second dip. And what I originally meant to do, and then before you ask, like, why the fuck did you make that move, PK? What the fuck is wrong with you? And that you're making advice to these people? Then again, I'm doing this for archival fun purpose. I'm not your fiduciary. I'm doing it for my shits and entertainment and giggles. And then I hear back, and then my descendants hear back or some shit. So anyways, what happened was that... I was gonna put well. What I originally wanted to put is a stop loss order, um, which means that uh, it's just like sell when it reaches a whatever level. So that that would be the, I guess, the least amount of money I'm willing to take before I say fuck it, I'm bailing. So I thought I I I this worked out with a limit sale before previously, but I guess I did I did it this overnight. So the order went in the next morning as soon as the market opened, my shares of Amazon, Nike, Starbucks, and then a couple others were sold immediately. And the Universal Display Corporation, every single share of it. Now I don't feel as bad about Amazon, Nike and Starbucks because I felt like I got what I wanted. But the Universal Display Corporation where I lost most of my gains. I'm still gaining, but I lost gain. I was a little angry about that. Um, but you know, that that's life lessons learned. Take it as a short-term gain. I, at least I didn't lose money. That was a main critical item there. Um, so I decided to, I, I had a hordes of cash all of a sudden, especially from the Amazon sales. Granted, I could have made another extra four or $500 each share, you know, but who knows? Like, you know, Amazon, you have your own opinion about it. So whatever. And I decided to just reinvest that money and dip into the dip, uh, which was the Home Depot and Delta stocks, which I said, whatever, I'll take the dividends. And then I, I knowing how the millennials love to experience and travel and then Delta's, I, I'll be honest, is the best out of the whole bunch, you know, and then you might say like, oh, what about Spirit Airline? Fuck Spirit Airline, you know. Um, so I took Delta and then the Home Depot has been rising, rising ever since. And the home, home market is not going away. DIY people are always going to be around. Trump has to build a wall and use a Home Depot. And then the infrastructure project, somebody has to go pick up a fucking asphalt or concrete. That will happen at Home Depot. So I decided to depend on Home Depot. And then I bought the Universal Display Corporation stocks again because it went down even more below what I was, what I sold my shares at at my limit sale. I was like, fuck it, I'll dip it again. So, um... I, I just doubled down and double went, I went full retard on it. Um, so, but anyways, I got to do my taxes and all that, get my cash back. So uh, there goes my financial advice. Um, uh, know what the hell you're doing with the limit sales, especially during the off hours and then uh, stick to your gun and be patient. So um, I kind of had a wimpy, 
you know, overly panicky decision, although that's not what I intended to do. But hey, I didn't lose my money. At least I gained what I said I was going to gain and then some. So um, I wish the gain was a little more, but what the hell? But then everybody lost money last week. So it's okay. It's okay. So um, that's what happened. But uh, what I wanted to primarily talk about, this is a why, why series of the AA show. So this month, I'm going to talk about the, uh, what I say, anti-Antarctica show. So uh, the Winter Olympics are going on and now I'm in Canada. So I been kind of not watching olympics but for some reason since i'm in a hotel room or at my parents place i stare at the coverage that's on in canada here by cbc mostly um and then comparing that to the nbc coverage in america i started realizing why the canadian coverage is way better and then the american coverage is an absolute utter dumpster shit fire i must say so um i'll go into that so uh what happened was that uh, Olympic coverage, if you don't know, in America, and then you don't know any bubble outside the America. Uh, ever since NBC took over the rights from ABC and CBS, um, CBS a couple decades ago, three decades ago now, a couple decades ago, and then the from ABC from like the 80s, NBC always preempted their, uh, not preempted, what you might call it, they pre taped their coverage and then show it to the American folks in the prime time. Uh, there was never the live coverage. Well, then again, there was only one channel, the NBC at the time, just like over the air channel, the network. But you know, NBC has NBC Universal has a lot of channels: Bravo, CNBC, NBCS, and uh, E Network. Even that's owned by the Universal. You know, whole, a whole bunch of Comcast avenues, Xfinity, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Now, what I noticed four years ago when Xfinity took over. They said, well, we'll give you this free online viewing and then it's a free pass for like four hours or some shit. And I posted on this Facebook four years ago when I was watching the Sochi Winter Olympics hockey game. And then it's like, oh, your viewing pass is going to expire. You never get that in Canada. I mean, it's if you're supporting your own fucking country, shouldn't you have the right to watch this for free and then support your country? Is, is America such a litigious and a capitalistic country that you want to milk the money out of you want to milk the money out of patriotism? Is that how the country works? Huh? Then again, looking at the NFL and then how the uh, army <laughs> military sponsorship works with the NFL, NFL. So, um, I'm not. I guess I'm not surprised. You know, everything has a cost. Everything has a price. So they'll charge you. Uh, but at the same time, what I don't understand and always get frustrated by the American coverage of the Olympics is the non-liveness of it. Come on, this is fucking 2017, and then. The fact that Xfinity is trying to milk the money out of you. Oh, it's like, oh you got to be an Xfinity member. You're going to watch it for free, whatever the hell you want. That's such bullshit. And then you watch the you watch the Canadian coverage. You see the feed on Twitter and all that. And you see the highlights from the all the the media rights holders like CBS T, or CBC, TSN, and then Sportsnet. So the, just trying to catch the Olympics and watching the highlights. And this is not really the media rights owner's fault like CBC or the NBC or whoever it is around the world, but it's the IOC's fault too. I mean, this is why NHL is not in the Olympics this year because the IOC is International Olympic Committee is not willing to share the pie of either the media coverage or the, the the rights use of the films and the highlights with the players that the NHL is providing. I completely understand the owner's side. And then also, I completely understand that they're doing this at, like a, <laughs> at no benefit whatsoever other than goodwill of the spirit of the amateurship and then the athleticism, which Olympics is not, and neither are the NHL players. They're the professionals. They're, they're not amateurs here anymore, despite the pride of representing the country. And then only once every four years, you get to do that. And 
and trying to catch the Olympic highlights, whether it's on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, my God, you're running through the roadblocks. And this is fucking 2017. Why can't I catch a highlight on the House of Highlights or Bleacher Report or somewhere on Instagram? Somebody has to pirate it, and IOC and the media rights holders have to take it down at every moment. Only thing I see from the official coverage people and their social media accounts are all snapshots or the stupid photos of people hugging and shit, which I don't give a shit about at all i want to see what the fuck happened this is fucking maddening this is fucking outrageous and the fact that the ioc and neither the media coverage people although they i'm sure they want to do it they're not that stupid xfinity is not that stupid comcast is not that stupid cbs cbc rogers bell are not that stupid but the fact that the ioc is like hampering like hunkering down on their on the olympic feed and then the coverage and then the archival videos that they can show and compare it is utterly ridiculous i cannot bear with the shit and so because of that and then the people are talking about how the viewership viewership for the olympics is down no fucking wonder people the millennials you know the ones that are eat, busy eating avocados and playing snapchat and the trivia hq trivia fucking game we don't have time for this shit you know, if you don't get it to me right away, we're not going to fucking watch it. We're not going to go dig around and find it. One, two, three, click. Fuck it. If I don't get it, I don't get it. Fuck it. So IOC, wake the fuck up and then get up to the 2017 level when it comes to your media coverage. Second of all, why the American coverage sucks? Well, that's more of an American, uh, the IOC being sucky. <sighs> I was watching the figure skating, which was a, one of the first major events that happened this past weekend. Uh, you know, the team event that was going on, and I was flipping between CBC and NBC coverage. And believe it or not, NBC was covering this live uh, for the ice dancing portion and also the ladies free skating portion that was happening. And then, um, well, NBC, first of all, they hired, before jumping into the team event, they hired this uh, Asian expert who was obviously not Asian and then said some most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my life. So when Korea came out in the opening ceremony and Japan comes out or some shit, and then the guy says, well, by the way, Korea was occupied by Japan from 1910 to 1945 before they got nuked. The Japanese got nuked. And then, but during that occupation time, you know, Korea, he said, I'm paraphrasing it here, Korea always looked to Japan to be a technological and exemplary country that led the Korea to be the economical powerhouse that it is now. Now, people obviously took offense to it, so did I, because we never looked them as an example. They fucking occupied, raped, and killed people, and then just took away whatever the culture thing they had and what the Japanese people did at that time. And the very, very fact that this guy is saying that, whoa, all the Asian countries looked at Japan and looked up and then, like, fucking followed that model... I mean, that's a fucking reaching statement right there. And then say what you will about Samsung, Sony, Hyundai, Toyota, Kia, Honda, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's not how the culture and the history worked. I'm sorry, you know. So there's that. And then the motherfucker, the, the NBC quickly apologized for that shit. So that's a strike one. Strike two, which is not as bad. But watching the figure skating coverage, uh, I, I noticed this with the past American produced sports uh, coverage as well. I mentioned this to Richard Deitch on Twitter last night. I don't know. I was hypersensitive last night. I said, why is it that in every American play-by-play, -play, whether it's soccer, hockey, football, figure skating, they have the, they, they, they cannot shut the fuck up. And then they have to speak at every moment, at every play, during a play. I noticed this with Ian Dark and Gus Johnson when they're doing soccer. Like, 
if you watch the BBC or the Sky Sports of the Premier League coverage or the World Cup coverage and the international feed, they shut the fuck up. One guy, and then one guy just like comments on the ball going back and forth, and it's like, it's a goal, you know, that kind of thing. But you never commentate on every single pass, every single fucking fluid moment, which for some reason, American-produced sports coverage, play-by-play always does. And I noticed this again with the figure skating coverage. NBC, I love, I, I mean, I enjoy listening to... Who is it? Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski. They're very entertaining. And then they look like they're covering the Hunger Games instead of the figure skating. And of course, if you look at their attire. But then again, figure skaters, what do you expect? Uh, so it's they're very entertaining. They're fun to listen to. And I, I remember them talking about, you know, the figure skating scoring system back in Sochi. And Bob Costas trying to understand why does it matter what you do in the beginning of the program? is different from from what you do at the end of the program that triple axel why why does it matter more at the end the like bob costa's argument is like the one run scored in the first inning is is still the same run in the ninth inning you know in the end so what's the difference why does figure skating do this and then johnny weir and then the tara lipinski gave their their take and then i and understood and you know they're very good broadcasters however when i watched the actual ice dancing and then the figure skating of the team event i saw sunday night they wouldn't shut the fuck up at every movement of the, all the skaters that was out there as I go. And I'm like, and then they are not all, I mean, some of them are good pointers at the real time. They pointed out, oh my God, that triple axle. Oh, they didn't make a full rotation, blah, blah, blah. They might get deducted. But some of them was like, whoa, what a move, what a ballsy move, you know, that kind of shit. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. And then you flip back to CBC and watch the exact same coverage. They shut the fuck up unless something amazing like the triple axle, like the Japanese American girl did, like, Triple axel, that never happened. Nobody landed that in the Olympic history. First American woman to do that, or some shit like that. That you have to capture that. However, any other intermediary details that's very mundane that you're gonna tell me during the replay afterwards, I don't give a shit. Don't tell me during it. And I guess this also happens in American coverage because after every skater, almost virtually every skater, there was a commercial break in between. So there's really not enough time to revisit those points you know, for the American coverage in NBC because they was like, oh, when skater ended, before the score, commercial, oh, you come back. And then we talk about one or two highlights. If you watch the CBC, they'll go through the key replays about like four or five items during the program that just happened. And then you get to the score. So there's a fluidity and then the flow to it. But the very fucking capitalistic fact that in the American coverage, you have to have a commercial. You have a very, very limited time. You got to throw everything at the audience and then teach them, walk them through one by one. Why can't I get the moment to listen to it and watch it and enjoy it and interpret it, especially for an artistic event like a fucking figure skating? Why can't I do that? Why can't I look and count the number of rotations before you do? Tell me after during a replay. Why the hell do I have to see another fucking Toyota commercial? You know, why the hell do I have to see another AT&T commercial? I don't give a fuck about it. I don't have AT&T. I have T-Mobile. Stop putting this in my face. Anyways, because of this, I think the American coverage is very annoying. And then I think a lot of people are noticing this and have no patience for it. I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. This is why probably the viewership is down. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Just give me the, just give me the essence of the ones like in the replay or let me enjoy it at my pace. And then the very fact that the, I think now I come to realization all of a sudden is that the NBC way of covering the Olympics is very naggy. 
and annoying and demanding. I understand they're trying to educate the viewers and try to come up with the characteristic stories of the personal story of every single fucking athlete out of fucking North Dakota or somewhere South Carolina. But goddamn, it is damn annoying trying to listen to that for more than 10 minutes. The only reason I kept watching NBC, well, watching the figure skating is because I was flipping back and forth between CBC and NBC. And CBC, they let they let the they let the play or the skaters speak for themselves, you know. And then oh, they only speak when they're spoken to or when they see the moment that needs to be pointed out and then be reacted upon. And then have the announcers speak out the emotions that I'm feeling right now. Of like, holy shit, he fell off the whatever. Holy shit, she her she hit her ass on the ice. You know that kind of shit. You know, I was like, oh shit, that's that's rough, that's rough. And then you don't have to tell me how gall, how much gall the motherfucking, uh, you know, Nathan Chan has or some shit. I don't give a fuck. Talk to me when he talk, analyze that after, not during it. And you know, I obviously I haven't seen every single other sport like a luge with a fucking shalom, shalom, slalom. I think it's slalom. Why did I say shalom? I don't fucking. I, I have no idea. Maybe I'm that tired. But anyways. The, the American coverage just sucks. American Olympic coverage just sucks. No wonder the fucking viewership is down. There's no social media or the quick house of highlight way of me catching the fucking Olympics. And that is very fucking annoying. And then that's very degrading. And then the very fucking fact that IOC promotes an amateurism, yet they have, they're along with FIFA, is a, one of the most, it is probably the most corrupt. Uh, sports organizations internationally, although they're saying they're cleaning the shit up, it's it's unfucking believable. No wonder no one wants to host this shit. And then did you know that the next three Olympics, including this one, is in East Asia? So this one's in Pyeongchang, Korea. Next one in Tokyo for 2020 Summer Olympics. And then 2022, we're back in uh, Asia, in Beijing for the Winter Olympics. And what the fuck? Beijing got the Olympics, two Olympics in like fucking 14 years. How the fuck does that happen? 2008 and 2000. 22 what the fuck is that no one wants to host the olympics same for the fifa world cup no one wants to host the fucking world cup and pay all these fifa officials before they get caught so anyways uh i'm gonna keep it short there thanks for listening um i am about to get knocked the fuck out i am too tired i got a busy week ahead oh so uh, happy belated mardi gras happy valentine's day and also happy lunar slash chinese new year we celebrated that at the uh, office today and then uh, I took a picture with the money god, the Chinese money god. And then uh, I, I said, can I get some money back from the gains that I lost last week? Money god, please, for 2018. Can the can the market recover? So can I get that, like, all those uh, thousands and thousands of dollars back, please? So I can pay off the mortgage. So anyways, so happy all those three events. And then uh, please enjoy the next extra five weeks of the uh, winter that we're going to have, according to the Poxentary Pill. Phil, I can't say this. I said Pillsbury Doro. <laughs> So uh, thanks for listening. Please subscribe on the Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio. I'm not on Spotify because I'm not Cardi B or Ed Sheeran. And then uh, Twitter handle, what AA show, all one word, what AA show. And then the email is aa-show at outlook.com. The email handle is aa-show at outlook.com. Thanks for listening. And then uh, we'll check back from Michigan next week.